Welcome back to Prudential Center. My name is Seth Everett. This is Devil of a You know, when a guy comes to a new organization and it happens to be his birthday, they try to do something really nice. Try to do something to make the guy feel welcome, make him feel part of the family. For Dalton Prout, on the day of his birthday, he gets to do Devil of a Conversation. Is this the honor that you were thinking when you came here? Um, you know what, as the years go on, I don't think that uh, uh, the anticipation for a birthday or your cake or your presence um, is too much. So, no, it's just, an, just another regular day. And, uh, you know, at 27, I think it just adds to the character a little bit. Yeah, that's right. You're a grizzled, a grizzled veteran. Um, it's been a, a short couple of weeks since, since you've been here. Uh, the team hasn't had any much success uh, while you've been here. But what has the transition been like? I want to get into the trade and, and, and the emotions that go with that. But let's do the, the, the New Jersey side first. What, is, what has being with the New Jersey Devils been like? Um, it's been very f- fast. Um, I, the day I found out around uh, one thirty, I had a flight at five thirty. Uh, right away, I was in Washington. Um, I was in Boston, and uh, right back here in Jersey to play my old team. Uh, three yeah. days later, which was really weird. Um, and then right from there, I mean, people asked me how Jersey was, and I never even stepped outside in Jersey uh, for the first, you know, nine days I was part of the team. I, right. sitting at the hotel attached to the parking garage which was attached to the rink so I actually never ever went outside um it, you haven't had much time to think about anything um it's it, it's been it's been good uh just you know there's new opportunity there's new uh there's new people in the game of hockey to meet um work with new coaches work with new defense partners and uh get to meet some new players so it's all exciting it's all good that phone call must be a strange one. Is it still a phone call? Do they text you? How did you find out you were leaving an organization you'd been with for a few years? Yeah, it's just it's a phone call. Um, there's nothing on that day. Every hockey pro- professional hockey player knows that it's it's a business, um, and you're not going to get some milk and cookies on the way out of the door. If, you know, you need to or a birthday cake. Yeah, or a birthday cake in this instance. Um, it's just going to be a phone call. Um, you need to be ready to pick up and move and. Um, do your job as best you can wherever that may be uh, within a day within a day's time um, so that and with that being said no one ever said it, it's easy but uh, that's what's asked of you and that's what um, you're required to do and that's what you're going to do to the what I'm going to do the best of my abilities I've always wanted to ask this question so the first initial thought is it about leaving Columbus or is it about coming to New Jersey um I first thought was, uh, who, do, who am I going to tell? Um, and what am I going to pack? Uh, then it was like everything I've known is flipped upside down. Um, if I'm ready to go to eat and I, I know where the four or five places I love to go to eat. Um, I've made the same two and a half minute drive to the nationwide arena for the last five years. Um, you know, I, I know what time to be at the plane. I know uh, the ins and outs uh, that you take for granted being in the same place for a while. Um, but all that, all that stuff comes easy uh, once you know it, but it's overwhelming when you have to do it quick, quick all at once. I remember I was, I was, I was late for the first team meeting. Uh, I didn't know when it was, uh, just the schedule before the games, the pre-scouts and, and whatnot. I, um, so it, it's a whirlwind, but I'm just trying to take it all in and, um, you know, having a, a night, having a good practice here, um, 
it finally here at the Prudential Center is kind of nice, kind of get the lay of the land. And, uh, you know, I've been on the road. I've had a uh, a back-to-back on the road. I've kind of done everything, the plane, the the bus times, like how everything works. So it's it's finally slowing down. One more before we go to, to the Columbus side, side of things. Uh, so you're on the plane the first time. Um, again, you don't have to tell too much inside stuff, yeah. but – who who sits next to you? Who comes over to you? Who says welcome? Like it, 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 somebody had to come up and say, "We're happy you're here." Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you get a call from your uh, the GM. I talked to Ray Shiro. I talked to Tom Fitzgerald. I talked to the coaches right away. Um, uh, out of all those calls I had, uh, right after uh, the the trade call happened, and but when you get here, um, you know, I remember coming in coming into breakfast i knew a couple guys i knew john moore no i know adam henrique i played against taylor hall a lot uh but other than that i didn't know anybody and you know what i went down to the breakfast room first day and met everybody for the first time and then got to the rink and met everybody again for the first time and then uh as the day goes on you know there's small conversations here and there but there it's a game day there's not i don't want to interfere with anybody too much and then on the plane i just you get on the plane and the same thing a new guy call up anything you just try and Hey, where's an open seat? Uh, where's uh, where am I not going to step on anyone's toes? Where is uh, yeah? Found an open seat, and uh, I guess uh, Halsey was sitting at the card table, and um, all the guys that were around got traded, or they're gone. Fiddler, P- uh, Parento, and Quincy. So I I took one of those spots, and just it's okay for now, but I don't think I'll stay there for too long because I'm not a card player. I lost uh, quite a bit of money on my first couple hands and my first call up, and then I haven't been back to the card table since. So. It's good for now, but I can't see it lasting. <laughs> That's like uh, I, I, for listeners, and I, I think listeners get a chance to hear this. It's it, it sounds like going to a new school. Like you, you know, you're in you're in fourth grade, and and now all of a sudden you're the new kid in class, and the teachers are nice, and the principals you know reach out to you, but it's the the kids in the school. I would imagine it's the same thing in a dressing room. Yeah, it's the exact same thing, different setting. I mean, there's lots of principals that are the same. Um, in this workplace compared to a, compared to others that you know if you're an accounting firm and you have your team and you have your boss and you have your people you report to and you have uh it's a it's a performance-based uh business and um but nothing changes as far as the structure of your teammates and i mean it's still a 200 foot sheet of ice it's still um it's still the same a little bit different x's and o's but uh for the most part it's the same and um it's just the everyday camaraderie uh, of what you're familiar to, that takes time. And it's just, uh, you know, being able to joke with guys or um, uh, texting guys for dinner or, um, you know, what, what guys are doing on days off and the dynamic of who, where you go or of um, it's, just, it's just a little bit different, but it takes a little time. Oh, and, and New Jersey is not a small place, so yeah. there's, there's, there's lots of options. Um, tell us about the, the very beginning. How did you get into hockey? Um, were you a big hockey fan or were you just a fan of playing? Who was your favorite player? That kind of thing. I grew up in Southern Ontario, grew up in Kingsville. Um, my dad played in men's league growing up. He, he, he played growing up too. Um, but, uh, always going to the rink when I was a kid and I started a little bit later. Usually all my peers started when they were four or five, three, four, five. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't remember going to, you know, Sunday skates, uh, the open rink, and I didn't start till I was seven years old when I realized my friends were playing and, hey, I want to do this too. Um, I remember playing uh, a couple years later and picked it up quick, uh, played a couple years in my hometown of Kingsville. Um, I 
then went to uh, it was called the Sun County Panthers. I it was a AAA system um, that was the county around uh, Windsor. And then um, when I was in Bantam, uh, I got cut from that team and I went to the city. And um, my parents actually moved within the jurisdiction of the Windsor Junior Spitfires. Um, I played there for two years, was drafted to the OHL in Sarnia. Played there for a year and a half, played uh, Barry and Barry for three. I played uh, th uh, the end of my overage season in Saginaw uh, for the Spirit, um, which was awesome. And uh, then I moved on and I've been with Columbus ever since. Um, about a year and a half, a little bit more in the minors, and the rest of the time was spent with the with the Jackets. And now, uh, first time switching organizations professionally, and I don't know what uh, it's like eight nine days into it. And uh, <laughs> like I said, it's finally slowing down, and I'm having fun with it. Um, when you uh, are growing up, and everybody plays hockey, and everybody was uh, into the in, into the sport, it's, it's the number one sport. You played in Columbus and New Jersey, places where there's baseball and there's football and there, there's there's other things. What about uh, your your fanhood? What about the idea that you are a hockey fan and that's why you love playing it? Or is it just that you love playing it and watching it was never your thing? Uh, I was a fan of the game, absolutely, because I was between two hotbeds. Uh, Toronto is obviously the hockey mecca of the world. Um, and the Detroit I was a kid it's a huge hockey market but also they were had unbelievable teams when I when I was you know going through the um you know from the time I was about eight to the time I was in junior at, at 15 16 they were going that's uh that's Chris Osgood Patrick Waugh that that's yeah. that Chris Draper and Claude Lemieux yeah all that stuff was going on um when I was eight years old they won the cup then in 2000 uh 2002 um I was there for their cup runs and um kind of the middle of that dynasty they had so that was and, and you know Toronto had some good teams going to the conference finals um, so there was a lot of hockey going on right around me and uh, being a fan of the sport uh, it was awesome because I uh, I could watch that and then go out in my driveway and play or um, I mean that's the sport that all me and all my buddies played um, we enjoyed it as much as it was it was a hobby. It was a way of life. It was uh, enjoyment. It was something. My dad coached me for for a few years in minor hockey. It was, uh, it was a family thing. It was everything. Um, it was it was a big part of my upbringing. Um, so you get to Columbus, and uh, you you start to ascend in their organization, and for a good many years there, you're playing pretty much every game. Um, what's that, that like? When was the moment that you realized? I can do this. <laughs> I can. I can be an NHL player. Uh, I think you. Uh, I realized that my in my first year, I started out in the American League, and I was uh, had a shaky start. I remember being scratched in and out of the lineup, and um, then once I got my feet under me, and by Christmas time, I was seeing, I was playing better, uh, taking each. It was it was day by day that um, I couldn't control anything but working on my game, and that's it. I didn't didn't look at who's getting called up. I didn't look at even how Columbus was doing as a team. I didn't focus on anything but what I could control. And then it, it kind of slowly grew from there. But once I got my feet under me in the second half of that season, um, uh, you know, I, I was playing against guys that were they were getting called up. And I was uh, and I was doing well and, uh, you know, playing a regular shift and being a bigger part of the team. And uh, I, 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 I told myself I could do this. And 
Um, by the end of that year, I, I was called up for five games at the end of the season. Columbus wasn't in a playoff spot. They weren't they weren't a, a strong team at that time, and they had a lot of injuries. But I got kind of got my first taste of the NHL, and it drove me going into that summer that uh, I was I knew what I, I knew what my goals were. I knew what I wanted to work for, and uh, it was that was it was kind of when I realized uh, as a professional as a professional that this is what I want to do with my life. I decided that early, but um, I, I can really do this. I want to make a, a a good career of this. You're playing now as we kind of you know advance through time. Um, Columbus is getting better as an organization. You battled some injuries, and then it was a lineup that was harder to crack. Um, how frustrating is that for you? And you know you were a prof. You know I didn't hear any of the defamatory. You know, <laughs> uh, proud rips rips. You know, team or rips organization. I'm not. Uh, I I never saw the salacious article, but it had to be frustrating. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating. Absolutely. There. Yeah. I don't have a bad thing to say about any any one person in that organization at all. It was everything was professional. Everything was done the right way and. Uh, a credit to their hard work that they are where they are right now in the standings. Um, but uh, as personally, I, I believe there's never one time that an individual is above the team in any scenario. But as far as uh, how I was doing it, w it was it was a tough pill to swallow because of all the battle that I had gone through in the minors and progressed with that core group of guys that was in that dressing room. Your and friends, yeah. My, my friends, the, guy that is, the guys that I've been in the minors with, guys that – I, when we finished 25th in the league and we missed out on playoffs by a point and we um, we finally turned a corner and all that grind that we went through last year of the hard, hard practices and the, the video sessions and learning the game and learning how the details of how to be a professional and it's earned every day. That, that grind and to be um, and come, you know, I put a good solid uh, – work in this summer and to come to training camp and uh before training camp was out um i was i was out of the out of the picture and that that was tough it was tough and uh it's adversity and in anyone's career they're going to face it and going to pick themselves up and try and uh try and get back in and I, you know what i uh I, I got a i got a chance i went in for uh, like two or three games at a time um in and out in and out and uh it was it was tough it was a very long first half of the season um it was a mental grind but uh i just couldn't i couldn't get in a groove i, I couldn't i couldn't uh, find a way to play my game and that and that's that onus falls on me as a professional no matter what the situation is you got to go out there and you have to perform that's um and do your job to help the team win so um you know what for whatever reason it, it just it just couldn't work out is it frustrating absolutely is it uh but you know, I got to use those motivation and what I, what I learned there and what I've seen Columbus, what I've seen in Columbus and how they turn the corner. Um, I want to be a little piece of the puzzle that helps bring that to this dressing room. Without, with again, assuming no impropriety, um, did you speak to them about hey, if there's a chance to send me out of here? Did any of that conversation ever take place? Whether it be casual, whether it be formal, or anything like that, in they had to know that you would welcome an opportunity out there, but is that something that has to go unspoken? Um, it went unspoken. I never brought it up. I never said it to not, any. Not at once. Yeah, not a word. Never said it. Never said it to a coach, a general manager, an agent. Never said it at all. It was never. Um, this was my team. I believe that if you put the work in, the grass is never greener on the other side. But um, 
if you put your work in the everything will everything else will fall into place if you worry about if you start looking across the uh, across the water and wherever where everything else is that's stuff that's out of your control and it works to your demise so i don't um yeah that was never said it was never talked about um that came from outside um that's stuff that media worries about that's stuff that your friends worry about that's stuff that um, people that on the outside don't realize the day-to-day -day stuff that goes in on inside that dressing room. That's stuff that your buddies see. You don't play one game and say, hey, what are you doing? Aren't you going to get traded? And that's that's when you just kind of got to calm everyone down and say, hey, everything's everything's fine. Um, no, I'm not getting traded. You know, and that's something that you just you never know. Um, uh, but everyone's human, and you you play that scenario out in your head because there's probably a, a handful of players that have gone through this league that have stuck with one team for 15, 20 years, to, and that so there's a reality to at some point the situation is everyone is expendable, and there's probably uh, at the G in the GM's choice they're going to make a move that they feel um, makes their team better at that time, or and it's not it's nothing personal, it's nothing against a player, it's nothing. Um, I shouldn't say that. Sometimes it is personal. Some, there, there are feuds. I mean, there's uh, people have seen that play out too. But which is why you have to ask. Yeah, and it, absolutely. But uh, no, it's. Um, I've heard nothing but great things about the player that went the other way. He was a good team guy, and hopefully he helps them. But um, at the same time, I want to help this team, and uh, I want to be a part of what's going forward. Um, last thing on Columbus, uh, John Tortorella, not a popular name when it comes to Devils fans. Uh, not th 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 there's a bit of a rivalry with with, with that gentleman. Um, you didn't play as much. Uh, how would you quantify your relationship with him? Um, it, you know what? There's never, uh, there's never a coach that, um, or a player that looks at their coach and retires and said, "God, I'm best friends with my coach." That's not the relationship of players and coaches have. That's right. you look at how much what your coach does for your career how much he pushes you and no one is um like i said best friends uh, because because of the dynamic he's he's not looking to you know what uh, put an arm around you and and be best friends with. he's looking how to get the best of you for the better of the organization and the team so um someone that's always trying to um you know, show you video, tweak your game, push you mentally, physically, and all that stuff. That's not, uh, those aren't terms for a, a friendship. Those are terms for um, a relationship in a, in a, in a business setting uh, for performance. So it's, um, but uh, no, Joe, Mr. Tortorella, my coach, he, he's a good man. He does a lot of work in the community. He's a, uh, um, you know, he's a, he's a good citizen of this, um, in Columbus, I know that a lot of people um, speak highly of him, um, and I have nothing but good things to say. Uh, so it's it's not a feud that's going to pour over onto the ice, and uh, it's like oh, I want to uh, I want to beat the Blue Jackets because of right. any sort of personal feud. That's not the case. Uh, you only play them like nine times before the end. Of that too. <laughs> we playing them three times in a couple weeks is weird as it is, but um, I want to. Uh, there's always a little bit of extra motivation going back uh, to play your old team because in their eyes, you know what, the, you, you were expendable. And that's something that's a over an 82 game schedule. That's a rallying cry for anything. Sure. Uh, so I remember being uh, a teammate of lots of guys that came into the room that were traded from their team. And when you go to play their old team, 
it's something that you can kind of step up for and say, hey, you know, let's beat this. Let's have some extra extra jam tonight and, and play for that guy that just left that room, you know, trying to help him show the organization that um, he's a good player. Because everyone, um, you don't want to have an ego, but you need to think highly of yourself, uh, you know, to, to, to have some bravado, have some confidence, have some swagger to, you know, to execute in this in this game. That's how any athlete is successful. You have to have some some kind of ego. Um, Tana, to to summarize the, this conversation, um, this question seems obvious. Um, going from a playoff situation to a non-playoff situation is not the most desirable. But it sounds like you are a man on a mission that you need to establish something and establish yourself within this organization so that this month is very important Whereas from a team standpoint, it's not the most important month as opposed to, you know, the playoff fight and, and, and everything else that, that's going on. Is that a fair assessment from what I've learned from this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. If from the outside looking in, I'm going from a team that has in a playoff spot, uh, having a uh, record setting season, one sixteen in a row. Uh, I'm coming into a situation where the reality is we, we're 0-10 and 10 and uh, we're on a 10-game losing streak. We are uh, out of a playoff picture, and that's the reality of it. But day to day, um, there's always stuff that um, it's a challenge. Whether you've won 16 in a row, whether you've lost 10 in a row, there's different challenges that come with both scenarios. And being a true pro is how how do you handle both scenarios and you you are the you bring the same things that you can control every day like your uh your work ethic and um your professionalism and your same drive and determination to get better and whether when i when it was in columbus it was to try and get in the lineup yeah. and stay in the lineup and stay in the best shape possible mentally and physically ready for when my name was called when i here uh, the challenge is I want to f force myself into their plans uh, because they traded for me. That means nothing. That that right. doesn't solidify a spot um, right now in the next game in the next season. It needs to be earned every day. So um, I'm excited for the challenge ahead of me, trying to fit my game into their plans going forward. And um, as a hockey player, that's uh, it's a great opportunity and a challenge, and um, it's something that you need to do to prolong your career so it's it's a challenge and i'm looking forward to it it's it sounds great this has been a enlightening conversation uh by the time fans can actually hear this your birthday will have passed so you can tell them how big a bash are you planning with an impending snowstorm and a game tomorrow <laughs> you know what i'm uh i don't have too much planned uh in all honesty i'm just trying to uh figure this is a a day off after practice home where we don't have a game no travel that i'm trying to just uh take a breath i'll probably make a few family phone calls uh, i'm going to tie up some loose ends uh in columbus to try and track down uh any stuff i left there i have an, an apartment full of stuff um, i'm going to try and uh cover up some of that stuff that goes on behind the scenes of lease agreements and because you know what i have a i'm gonna i'm gonna have a a, a temporary apartment here i'm gonna have one back in columbus my vehicle's there my stuff's there and i have a house back um in tecumseh ontario so you know i talked to my family how to get stuff here close agreements here that i got bills there i got you know all that all that jazz yeah. uh, the glorious life of a hockey player yeah so to try and tie up those loose ends and 
track everything down and get organized this is the time to do it when you kind of leave the rink and you don't have that um that stuff uh or the stress of a or the worry of a, of a game or um uh, trying to get in that mindset so it's time to relax and kind of take care of the little all the enjoyments of responsibility in life I just don't want to be presumptuous, but there's a pretty good bet that this interview might be the best part of the day. Uh, it might be the most relaxing. You're not going to have to pay any bills during this. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to sweat your butt off uh, at practice. So I'm just saying you're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. It's uh, pleasure is all mine. Like you said, this is it's been good. Um, and just getting familiar with uh, how things roll around here, and I'm sure uh, lots of guys had highly uh, spoke highly of the uh, of the podcast. podcast. Yes, that's right. yes. Oh yes, just don't ask Keith Kincaid. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. <laughs> that is uh, Dalton Prout right here on Devil of a Conversation. I hope, uh, folks, when you get a chance to listen to him, root for him, cheer him, welcome him uh, to New Jersey. Really, really interesting guy. Uh, I'm Seth Everett. This has been Devil of a Conversation. We'll speak to you real soon.